I think maybe my microphone was turned way too high for some reason. I had to adjust it in Skype. Hmm. Gerald? No, I'm just lucky it isn't me this time. <laughs> He's like, yes, not it. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been muted most of this time to see if it was me. I think it was. Well, let's let's go back for the round table of doom. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a melodramatic doom. <laughs> like Professor Snape is very worried about his fate. <laughs> I sense doom. <laughs> Mr. Potter. <laughs> doom. No, no, that's just dumb. To Game Source Podcast Episode Forty, finally, finally forty, right, guys? Yeah, four <laughs> zero, and it's another beautiful day in paradise for four zero. Almost getting up to my age. <laughs> well, after some uh, what seems to be uh, natural occurrences in life that have prevented some of our other crew members from attending tonight. However, we do have uh, Bryce with us, and we have uh, Jamie and Gerald. Bryce, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> so, so what's what's everybody what's everybody been playing lately? Gerald, start off with you. Um, I've been getting back into Skyrim. Plus, uh, actually, strangely enough, Fitness Evolved 2012. Mm-hmm. It's actually a great a great uh, program for anybody that's looking to to uh, get a variation on different exercise themes. Sadly, I've been I, <laughs> I've been playing. Uh, I am alive, and that game is uh, about as horrendous as we had originally reviewed it as. So then, why did you get it? I didn't. I, I played it off the PlayStation Network. But if you got up, you must have ordered it. And no, bought it. no, I played the demo. Oh, okay. The demo was bad enough. Okay. The, gra- the game was graphically uh, graphically impressive. However, you know, it, it was it was just it was a bad game, <laughs> really bad. I mean, awful. Anyway, Jamie, what about you? <laughs> I've actually been playing um, Metal Gear Solid HD for the Vita, which actually we're gonna be talking about later tonight. But good man, all I can say right now is very awesome, very very and awesome. Me- and Metal Gear Five announced. So, with Solid Snake is back. Yes! There's a, there's a reason he did not die. 
Yes. Is he still yeah. old? Yeah. Yes, he's still old. No. Sure. No. You never know. He could be wheelchair bound this time. We just don't know. I think he might be ripe or overripe. But, Bryce, but snake, what, you've so been, what you've been playing? Uh, trying to progress through Diablo, Inferno mode. It's getting really tough. A little bit uh, of League did, of Legends. Didn't they just announce the first two people to uh, to destroy Diablo? Yeah. Beat the, uh, the first the first people on hardcore Inferno mode were Kriparian and Crippy. I believe their names were. Those were just announced. Wow. So, yep, they oh. put a lot of time. Yes. Besides that, some League of Legends, except League of Legends has been down for quite a while today for maintenance, so I haven't been playing today. Trying to get into the Firefall beta and uh, currently downloading the Secret World beta launcher to play this weekend. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Busy weekend. Oh, yeah. Hey, Nick. Yes, sir. So uh, tell them what we got in the docket first, my friend. So I just wanted to contribute a little bit of time to Game Church. Uh, you know, for, for those of you who uh, may not have had an opportunity to listen to our other po- podcast yet or maybe skipping around, we just wanted to um, give a shout-out. We uh, spoke to Game Church when we were at E3 2012 this year. Duh, a little redundant there. But um, we just wanted to uh, dedicate a little bit of time at the beginning of their podcast uh, for a uh, commentary, I believe. Right, Gerald, that we – we were, we uh, we had with them while we were there. I believe you're gonna you're gonna play for us. That's correct. Um, you know, GameChurch.com. Um, it's it's quite a little bit different from what your your first thoughts is when you hear that. Um, they're a great organization. We got to spend some time with the with the founder and a lot of people who help run the site. It's a great looking site. Um, it's it's highly organized, and I can't say enough about the good people who run that uh, who run that location. And run that website. Um, and if you get a chance, like them on their Facebook page. Um, check their stuff out. They have a lot of great articles, a lot of great blogs. And believe me, it's not uh, as that. Well, uh, uh, why don't we just you know play the tape and and let them uh, decide for themselves? Because I, as I wanted to say, it's not really what you think. Hey guys, this is Ned over at the uh, Game Church Studios here, and uh, I'm here to introduce you guys to the whole video here from uh, Game Church. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. We are gamers. We do it seven days a week. We have Ventura County's largest gaming facility, so we're, we're gamers. We're also Christians. We don't really like to hear that Christianity is going great. Uh, you, you guys probably saw the protesting kind of guys outside. I have a quick question. Now, as far as you wanted to get a better message across, and as far as video games is concerned, is that correct as well? Um, what would you say to those developers and how they can get, um, better accurately uh, portray as far as concerned, not only Jesus Christianity as a whole in video games? How can that be better portrayed if you were able to talk to the developers? I don't know that. It, it, I think that's one of the problems is that we try to interject ourselves into something we should put if a guy's a Christian developer, go to that game. Go do your thing, do the best of your ability, whatever game it is. I think that across the two towns for us, uh, American Christians, I just think that we want to kind of put ourselves in places that we shouldn't 
games that have come out that Christian have done, they're crap. They're, I mean, really, honestly, they're crap. A lot of movies that come out that Christians are making, they're crap. And unfortunately, what we need to do is, I think, go back to the drawing board and say, look, are we really passionate developers? Let's get some of those guys together. There's a commonality of, well, I'm a Christian as well. So I want to make a game based on my beliefs. And then put that out, but realize it's like being in a Christian band. Do you really want to go and do this just for Christians? Or what do you want to do? Or are you just in a band and you happen to have a good time? Now, I did want to have one more quick question before I turn it back over to Nick. Um, there was a recent controversy with the Hitman uh, trailer that was out. I wanted to hear your thoughts coming from, from a more, maybe a more possibly more spiritual side as we said in regards to the attack of the Saints trailer, which has seemed to be very polarizing as far as opinions are, as far as negative or positive. It all boils down to parenting. You know what you can handle? You can't go to that movie because you can't handle what's going on in the movie, don't go to it. You can't drink, don't go to a bar. If you can, no, no problem. Like, you can shoot a guy in the face, go for it. I do. But there's people that, that want to have an opinion on something. If you don't like it, don't play it. If you don't like the messages, don't buy it. Because there was a lot of issues um, as far as the, the assassins in this trailer uh, dressed as nuns originally before they just rose to be, you know, scantily uh, clad assassins. So a lot of individual uh, groups had issues with that, both in and out of the game world. So uh, we're, we're just not those guys. If you don't like it, don't play it. If you don't like us, if you don't want our, our stuff, we're, we're not making some sort of We're not making you. We get that question a lot because people think that we're the morality police because unfortunately Christians have been that. We're not Be a good parent, make sure your kids aren't spending 15 hours a day in their bedroom alone. Watch what they're doing online, watch what they're doing on their phones. I have four kids. All of them have phones, all play games. But they also have dad in the way. So and I'm a gamer, so I restrict them from different things. I watch out what they're they're watching or doing. Have a good time. There you go. What's all about right there? Hey, all in the mic. If you wanna test me, I'll show you finding the things I'll teach you. Be sure to teach you. Nevertheless, to get a lesson from teacher, now kick. Kick. Punch. Punch.
Don't I make it easier for I wanna see if you wanna see what it means to be the man with the master plan. Are you the man now? Here we go now, kick punch block. You can go on to the next stage now. Yahoo! All right. I guess, guys, let's kind of break right into the news then. Um, I know Microsoft debuted its new tablet um, that's going to, you know, undoubtedly incorporate, uh, you know, the smart glass feature, uh, which was um, for those of you who didn't have an opportunity to view the Microsoft press conference, um, they did show there, which uh, truthfully I thought was pretty impressive. I, I got to get Microsoft. It, it did look like it was a pretty cool functionality with that thing. Uh, I guess some of the questions that need to be answered are, you know, one, you know, what's what's the interest level going to be with, you know, the smart glass option? You know, is it going to be kind of successful or is it, you know, going to kind of uh, not be so successful, I guess? Um, Also, do you think it's going to take people away from what the Wii U has to offer, which I believe we're, you know, we'll cover that a little bit later. And, uh, you know, most importantly, um, is it going to t- be taking away sales from the iPad and uh, you know other tablets, uh, namely the iPad, since that's probably the uh, highest-grossing um, tablet that's out there right now? Um, Bryce, what do you think? Uh, smart glass feature. That's nothing really too big with the new announcement of the tablet that works with phones and anything. So it'll be incorporated. It'll, just, it'll work exactly like it's supposed to work with everything else. Um, Will it take away from the Wii U? You know what? Maybe. Maybe the market is shifted too far towards um, uh, apps and, and games for your, your your handheld devices instead of, you know, sitting down at a... Either way, the Wii U remote control is cool, but you still have to be in the vicinity of a console. So maybe it will take away from from that because the new tablets and stuff are portable. Um, will it take away sales from the iPad? You know, it probably will. But the biggest competition that the tablet has is just the name iPad. People recognize the name, therefore they buy it. So they really have to prove that it's a good um, piece of technology to outperform the iPad. That's uh, what I think. Jamie, what do you think? I'm definitely interested in the smart glass option, but, you know, as Bryce said, do I really have to run out and buy their tablet to do it? No, I have an iPad sitting right here with me. I have my phone. You know, so, I mean, I guess depending on where they come in price range-wise, they may be able to, you know, pull some new sales from it as far as people that don't have tablets yet or may have a lot older versions of iPads. Um, Other than that, I mean... Really, in this day and age, who doesn't have some kind of smartphone already or an iPad or, you know, something like that? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is a little late in the game for a tablet. We'll have to see what comes of it. Gerald? 
When talking about the smart glass, you know, you're you're talking about what they the new catch net catch name for it is the asymmetrical gameplay. You know, whatever technical lingo you want to use for it, um, it's just another gimmick. It's it's all going to be dependent on the game and how much the developer wants to put time and money into it, because that's really what it's all about. How much money and how much support is Microsoft and Sony, for that matter, with the Vita is going to support theirs? Um, I saw the tablets at Monday's press conference. You know, Microsoft. You know, they're they're doing a pretty good deal on it. It, it looks it looks to be somewhat competitive in the marketplace. But is it going to take over iPad or compete with the iPad? Absolutely not. I think they're way late to the ball game there. Is it something that could take away from Nintendo's Wii U? I actually, I think that, like to agree with Bryce, I, I actually think that that it will because, as I stated before um, on our podcast previous, or, you know, when mentioning around D three after the press conference, their um, online system is is completely substandard. So to have that asymmetrical type gameplay plus a much superior online system uh, would be much more attractive to the consumer. And that's something that Nintendo definitely has to uh, worry a little bit about. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's definitely from, you know, what, what I've seen uh, displayed, you know, at the Microsoft press conference. Um, I think the smart glass is, I think it's a, it's a cool feature. However, I don't think it's anything real innovative or new. Um, the iPad, not only through applications, but, you know, just basic functionality, just for one instance, you know, obviously there's several other tablets that have the same functionality, such as the Samsung Galaxy and other ones. But um, I think overall, I don't think Microsoft's doing anything new necessarily, uh, maybe maybe the gaming world. Um, however, will it deter people from the Wii U? Um, I, I Again, I, I, I agree with Gerald and Bryce on this. Uh, absolutely, I do. I, I don't think on a functionality level that Wii U is really going to be able to compete with what Microsoft may have in the works. However, on the same token, uh, Gerald, I have to agree with your other point in that um, absolutely it will not detract from sales from the iPad. Uh, Apple's been in the game far longer than Microsoft um, has even delved into, and there is no way that dropping a bombshell like the uh, – you know, like they have is going to have any significant impact on um, the gross sales, you know, for the iPad and even a lot of the other competing um, tablets out there. So, um, you know, take take it or leave it for what it's worth, though. So, um, did anybody else have anything else they wanted to, to add on to that? No? I'll take everybody's silence as a no. Okay. <laughs> Um, Sony PlayStation uh, received uh, some more critical awards than uh, even uh, Microsoft and Nintendo during E3, uh, which is actually kind of surprising, uh, depending on a lot of the previous podcasts we've done. Does this mean that necessarily that their outlook is going to look best for the holiday season, just because they've kind of got more brownie points overall from the, from E3? Uh, Jamie, what do you think? Uh, I don't really think that this is going to give them like an edge over in the holiday season. I think really it's anybody's ball game with everything we've seen. I mean, majority though is coming out next year. But 
Um, I mean, look at Wii U. Going back to what we were almost talking about previously, they've already, you know, hey, we're going to have functionality for up to two of the, um, the t- you know, the screen controllers, and now they backtrack and say, oh, well, two of them may not work at launch. It's not going to happen. So there's so much stuff that's up in the air. I honestly think it's anybody's game. I don't want to say that Sony has an edge over anybody because they honestly – they may have received more awards, but I don't know if how you guys feel. I haven't seen anything coming the holiday season that gives them that edge. Bryce, what do you think? Um, personally, I thought out of the three top, Sony had the better conference, but just barely. But critic awards only play a big part on advertising. If you show a mom two games and one of them has all these awards on the front cover she's going to pick that one over the one that doesn't so that's all i can that's my only input on critic awards will it matter not really when it comes to people who actually play games if they want the game they're going to get the game no matter what the critic says so it's just um basically uh Ego points that that Sony has right now. Cheryl, what do you think? Well, the only thing um, that comes with that, like like uh, Bryce was saying, is bragging points. But it also may mean momentum for Sony um, in some small form or fashion uh, as it goes into the fourth quarter um for later this year um because sony really needs to hit it out of the park again i know i said this this is like a rehash of last year but they really need to do something significant uh this holiday season because um i i think with microsoft's little bit lackluster performance um which was the best unfortunately out of a lackluster three press conferences um, and then we use underwhelming uh, performance so far. Um, I think you know now's the time for Sony to really step up the game. But when you have um, you know titles like The Last of Us, titles like The Last of Us, you know they're not coming out until next year. Um, there's going to be an issue with that. I can tell already. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think all three of the press conferences were pitiful. Um, but I don't know. That's hard. If you ask me which conference I really thought was the best, Nintendo's was horrendous. Um, well, the, like I said, The Last of Us, had The Last of Us come out this holiday season, I really think Sony was in prime uh, position to make a nice move uh, and actually could have actually, you know, been been in line to sell more PS3s this holiday season, that and a price cut. No, I, but right, I agree. Right now it's up in the air. Right now it's really up in the air, and I would actually lean back towards 360 just because, you know, The Last of Us was going to be a cornerstone for their holiday season. I could not agree more with you. Um, I, I, matter of fact, that was probably, if I had to say my number one game that, I, I mean, overall that I was really excited to to see at the show, it was The, uh, um, it was the Last of Us. I, uh, I cannot agree more if, um, if they had... If they had decided to release that during the holiday season, I absolutely agree. It would have been the cornerstone. Um, it probably yeah, would have generated more sales for, for overall for hardware and for software. Um, however, Sony flopped again. This isn't something that we haven't seen in the past, so this really shouldn't surprise anybody. Uh, however, 
I don't know. I, de- I don't think Nintendo's really going to be in the lead for anything. So, I mean, that kind of leaves Microsoft. So I guess we'll have to see as it gets closer to the holidays. Like I said, I think price point will come and play this holiday season because you've got two um, systems that are near the end of their life cycles, and you got one uh, that needs to get right off the ground. And I really think whichever one of these three is going to commit to a price structure that's attractive this holiday season, I think that's going to be the one to uh, to pull it off. Because all three at this point, no matter how down we are on Nintendo, still have a chance. But it's up to, like I said, the individual companies to make it attractive uh, to the consumers this holiday season. Anybody, uh, anybody else have anything to add on that? Nope. Take that collective uh, collective silence as another no. Well, um, let's get on to the next news topic. The one that, <laughs> This one really is uh, going to be something good. Yeah, there, there goes that sound again. <laughs> what sound? The sound of THQ throwing up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good lead it. The THQ drama continued. Newly hired President Jason Rubin in various interviews somewhat questioning the future of the, of the Darksiders and Saints Row series. Oh, my. Another one. Are you serious? <laughs> Enter the Dominatrix DLC for Saints Row 3 would be added to Saints Row 4. Why they even made a 3 is beyond me. Why they even made a 2 is even more beyond me. Uh, I'm going to tell you again, Nick, as as we discussed earlier um, in their latest financial analyst uh, meeting, they they estimated THQ's earnings would actually be above uh, was 50 million dollars more than what they were projecting, and that was solely based off the sales of Saints the Row uh, Saints Row Three Saints Row the Third. So. Um, what was disturbing was that he has uh, in interviews. Um, leading up to and right around E3 um, was concerned, Jason Rubin was concerned about the the future of, of both the Darksiders and Saints Row series and questioned whether that both, for various reasons, would continue on or if they would, you know, his choice would be to continue on or not because I have a feeling from his interviews and, and things I'm reading and whatnot that he may not want those series to continue but um, sales may dictate otherwise. I mean, as much as I dislike the St. Rose series, um, as our listeners and you guys probably very well know by now, um, yeah, it's, it's cash cow. I mean, there's no no denying that. You'd be ignorant if you if you you know didn't openly admit that because I mean that's bottom line. That's the truth. Um, so from a marketing standpoint, yeah, I guess another iteration of the game would uh, would likely keep them afloat. Um, as far as how much longer THQ is going to last, uh, well, we got to remember it's it's uh, Darksiders is still up in the air as far as a viable franchise. Saints Row makes the money, WWE makes the money, and that's pretty much uh, it. The UFC uh, franchise that they gave up was based off the fact that they didn't make money off the last one, but even though it sold over a million and a half copies. Um, the thing is there, what, I think the issue with with the last UFC game was when they released it. And if you release it at a soft point in the year, you're not going to be able to see the kind of money uh, that you would normally would if you release it at a different time of year. But uh, when you have very few viable um, franchises to lean off of, it's it 
you know, you can kind of see the writing on the wall. But I don't know what you guys think. I'll uh, I'll be quiet for now. Let you guys uh, explain your viewpoint. Bryce. Um, you know, THQ, in my opinion, is needs to find something that'll catch people's eye. Saints Row does sell very well, and even though the new president has some some um, negative thoughts about what the, where the series is going, and still announces that there's going to be a DLC, most companies are contracted to make a game, and usually one or two DLCs. To go with it for future release, so maybe that's just what it is. Is maybe he, he had an issue with the studio developing it and and Darksiders or something, and he he's basically just forced to announce the DLC anyway because it's already been made, and that's just a waste of money to not announce it and put it out. But um, with the vice president stepping down and. Basically, THQ not putting out what it needs to put out to survive. It's probably just going to die out, unfortunately. Uh, I, I don't think the same wrestling games and we'll be able to keep it going very much longer. And uh, Unless they can come out with a new IP that's just as selling as Saints Row is, then most likely. It's the demise of THQ. Uh, Jamie? I, I definitely think, you know, that, that saying, you know, you have to hit rock bottom. Uh, I think they're headed that direction, if not already there. I mean, how much more can they take losing a vice president, gaining a new president altogether, and then taking the black eye of, oh, well, we lost UFC. We didn't make money off it anyway, but look who picked it up. I mean, EA is laughing all right behind them going, ha, we've got you. We've got this. We're going to show you that this would have made money. You know, and, I mean, Saints Row, it is what it is. Everybody calls it a Grand Theft Auto ripoff, everything else. Obviously, it's entertaining. Obviously, it works, or it wouldn't be selling. It would have never made it to three, although Nick doesn't understand how it made it to three. <laughs> I mean, they've got concepts there, but they don't have that one solid franchise that can, you know, put them where they need to be. And... I don't know if there's enough time left with everything going on with them if they're going to be able to find that one franchise to put them back where they need to be, put them back you know, in the driver's seat. I think right now they're behind the wheel of a car that's out of control. And there's a uh, crash dummy in it with a wall they're about to hit. <laughs> Why do you think the vice president jumped out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was sitting in the passenger seat. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's only a matter of time, I think, before they crash and burn. Uh, I guess we'll see how long their their powerhouses keep them afloat, but uh, truthfully, I don't think it's going to be for much longer. But um, we're gonna we're gonna head to a break, guys, and then uh, when we come back, we'll we'll review a couple games and uh, move on later to the roundtable of doom. All right, review time. We uh, got a kind of a short agenda for the reviews, uh, however. Jamie, I think I'm going to hand the floor to you, sir, um, for uh, Lollipop Chainsaw Metal Gear Solid Collection for the Vita. Uh, go ahead and uh, start off on the uh, on Lollipop Chainsaw. You got it. Rainbow Bright's older sister that should have never happened. Um, <laughs> it was – I'm not going to lie. I I went out, paid 60 bucks for the game, 
honestly wish I wouldn't have. That's why, I mean, read my review on on our page. I, I told everybody, borrow it from someone, rent it, wait for it to hit the bargain bin, because I'm guaranteeing you it's going to go there. It's just, I mean, the hype that was behind it, it, it doesn't hold up to that hype. It was um, somewhat short. It didn't have... I, it just didn't have that that bang that I thought it was going to have. You know, that huge, just, wow, this game is great. I honestly would expect to pay maybe $30 for this game, not 60 That's how disappointed I was with it. You can only stare at hot cheerleader swinging a chainsaw or sucking on a lollipop for so long. As Nick will tell you, because there's photos, so there's proof, but... Honestly, I think Nick would have had more fun with that lollipop chainsaw than I had with the digital version. It just... It, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just nothing there for me to grab onto and go, I love this game. I was just very disappointed with it. It was... I mean, the first boss fight, you have a guy shouting words at you, and that's what's trying to take you out. The... The thing they ran with the most was the vulgarities of it. You know, I didn't know if I was playing as a cheerleader or a trucker. She had a mouth like one. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just that it seems like that's where they laid everything was into how much blood they could put into it and how much vulgarity they could put into it. The story was not there. Graphically, it was kind of between like a comic and a grindhouse. I can't complain too much, but wasn't the best thing I saw. I mean, the videos for it made it look a lot better than it actually uh, ended up being. So, did it? Did anybody else even have a chance to check that out at all or anything? I did. Well, what did you think of what you saw, Gerald? Well, I thought it was like, like I said, just a short game, um, no, no substance at all to it whatsoever. It's getting by on just foul language and and a sexy cheerleader gimmick. Um, it's rudimentary combat. Just you know, sit and forget it. Simple as that. If you're after gamer score, there you go. Yeah, exactly. What what kind of score did you give it? I actually um, gave that a five, and that was kind of pushing it, in my opinion. But, I mean, it it's, they should have done a little better with it, considering all the hype it had behind it and the videos that were put out for it as far as trailers and stuff made it look a lot better than it actually was. That's the idea. So how was... Uh... The other uh, review that you have for us this week with uh, the Metal Gear uh, Vita collection. That was actually great. Uh, I I couldn't have been happier with that. Uh, Now that I probably would have paid $60 for, but please, Sony, don't make writing games $60 because I'll cry. But it was graphically just, it blew me away. It was like holding my flat screen in my hand, playing a game that takes you back to, you know, the PS2 days. Where you're sneaking around, you know, you don't have the driven points of Metal Gear Solid 4. You're sneaking around, you're doing your thing, silenced weapons. I just, I can't get over the graphics of it. The graphics were just amazing. When you play Lollipop Chainsaw and then you play this, you appreciate graphics when you play this. It's just, it was great. 
the, obviously the story we all know. We've all played the PS2 games. Nothing changed there. It was, you know, they didn't take a classic and break it. They take a classic, threw it into HD and made it work. So now I can take it wherever I go because I did buy the PS3 version prior to this. Um, that's the only beef I did have. I couldn't figure out why they kind of had that big gap in between the PS3 version and the Vita version. But it still works. Um, I was leery. As I believe I told Gerald once before I was leery about the transferring that Kojima had integrated. Honestly, that works out very well. You can take, you know, I'm playing Metal Gear, you know, wherever I go on my Vita and I come home and go, man, I want to keep playing. Bam. Cloud save goes right over to the PS3. Keep going. All the trophies that you're earning your Vita will automatically ding in on your PS3 version and you don't have to get those trophies on the PS3 version. So, I mean, I gave that, I would have to give that at least a 9 and that would be a strong 9. That game was really good. I should say games. Can't beat Metal Gear. You can't. No. No. And it's like, if Metal Gear isn't a great game already, I mean, HD, I mean, come on. Exactly. I mean, and you can take it with you. And, yeah, it's unrivaled. <laughs> Although, I'll tell you, the, um, even though we didn't, get, we, had, we didn't get a chance to see Metal Gear Rising, um, I, you know, just looking at the previews and stuff that, you know, I mean, uh, th- that I saw running at the show and off of YouTube and, you know, heaven knows various other places – uh, to tell you completely honest, I like riding in that one, but I don't really like how the gameplay is. I, I think it's too actiony for for a Metal Gear game. I don't, I don't know, Jamie. What do you think? Well, it it definitely goes away from the so-called Metal Gear roots. It's not your sneak. It's not your tactical espionage. But yeah, I think that's the route they would have had to go using the main character that they used, because mm-hmm. obviously he was never known for sneaking around. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> you know, but it, it's going to work, I believe. But I know the hardcore fans of Metal Gear are going to want that classic Metal Gear feel, and it's—I don't think it's there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I—I I think they really detracted away from what Metal Gear is supposed to be with that game. I, I, I'll, to be honest with you, I don't think that'll be one I'll buy. Um. Maybe one I'll try out. Plus, I think they went way over the top with the core factor in that game. Uh, it they just they, I don't think they balanced the the mechanics out of it yet. Um, I don't know. I think the game leaves it's going to leave a lot to be desired. However, you know, until I see more of it, I, I'm not going to really make a judgment call on that yet. So, but um, I think it'll support the move nicely if they integrate that. It, yeah, if they integrate it well, though. If they don't right. get fluid and it's not just goes real smooth with the game, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be be a major uh, uh, it's going to be a major demerit against the game. But um, I think we got to go to another break. So um, does anybody have anything to add on that before we head to break? No. Okay. Nope. 
a no would be nice, guys, instead of a dead silence. But <laughs> all right, we're going to go to another break. We'll uh, be back with everybody in just a minute. Niet. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> the Nintendo Wii U. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What segment is this? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Sorry, all the all the doom and the break. Um, this is the Gerald Lidison, sir. Round table of doom. <laughs> That was miserable, man. <laughs> that's the idea behind Doom, hey? <laughs> oh, that's right, misery. Um, okay, now let's try this again. Nintendo's Wii U Outlook looks uh, so dramatically different after their E3 press conference. Uh, <laughs> emphasis on dramatically different. I guess the question coming out of E3 is, do you think the public has a clear understanding of Wii U is what Wii U is trying to capture and outside the whole, you know, oh, we're trying to capture familyness, blah 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 blah. I mean, what what's what's their true visionary for for what they're trying to do with this? And are people questioning questioning them now more than ever? And what when I say that, I mean basically, are there more questions than there were answers now at, coming after you know at, at the E three, Joe? Well, it must be because at this point in time, uh, they're actually having a press conference again, again to deal with the Nintendo issues. This to make is up for the bad one. Well, one they've minute, had th- thirty seconds. If you're counting the one with the 3DS and, and third-party developers, if you're counting the pre one before the main one, this is the fourth single press conference, uh, and that's just mind-boggling you know just bad you know you, we went into was uh to june with such high hopes and i've come out of with such you know uh, a negativity towards towards nintendo right now but they did announce i did i did want to say that they did announce a 3ds xl with a much larger screen and also that namco bandai is going to be developing nintendo's next smash brothers so XXL. uh something like that yeah but uh the <laughs> It's, it's strange because they're they're not going to be developing the next Smash Brothers. It's going to be Namco Bandai. So I thought that was uh, something that was uh, some you know something out of left field there. So, but uh, I think as a whole, you know, Nintendo's got really a lot of things they need to issue and take care of. You know, their their damage control needs to be at a, at you know level delta because it really um they need to do a lot of damage control the next few months to try and get people back hyped and interested in purchasing a wii u which by all account by almost all accounts should be coming out at the end of this year with a price point hopefully if they're smart right or under 300 dollars. but then again nintendo they need to make a profit off the unit unlike the other two manufacturers um so at this point, it's just it's really touch and go for Nintendo. I mean, they really could have had a lot of momentum coming out of E3, and it's exact opposite. 
And they've got a lot of people like me out there that really were hyped up and really wanted to buy a Wii U. And they come out of E3 and now it's, well, I'm going to have a column that's going to be saying Wii U or PU. And right now for me, it's more like PU. Here, here. Uh, Bryce. Uh, yes, they're having some difficult times right now, but the only thing they're concerned about is ship date. Uh, it seems that with all the capabilities the Wii U has, they've really taken a note on the generation now is all about mobile. They have a console, but you can also port it around your house, so you're still mobile, you don't have to sit in your living room and be glued to the TV. That's their big concept here, is you are mobile while still playing an engrossing, graphically impressive game. So, uh, but if I may, Bryce, I mean they've grasped that concept, but they haven't grasped the concept of of the online community and the online experience. And it, they've had two systems now where they've they've really had a chance and opportunity to do that to set themselves apart, and and they really haven't done the job. I mean, am I wrong? True, but they're doing a good job by putting a smokescreen over it by showing off, you know. The, the connectivity functions between you and your friends by opening up a webcam-esque conversation and talking and going online, even if it is a poorly constructed online base, it still catches the eye of possibilities. So they're doing a good job with damage control on that front, which is still going to keep people wanting to buy it this holiday season. Okay, wait, can I interject on that one? Because I know I didn't fully fall asleep during the press conference at E3, but all I saw was a lot of Miiverse, which is a bunch of little guys running around talking with bubbles above their head or using <laughs> and, and do you really think? And re- do you really think with the kind of power that the Nintendo Wii U has, which is going to have probably even maybe a touch more power than the PS3 when it comes out, do you really think that those Miis are actually pushing the graphical capabilities of the system? Not no, I wasn't referring to that Miiverse or whatever it's called. I was referring to that little montage of zombie slaying action that showed off the, the promise that the Wii U could have that will, in fact, lure... Oh, yeah. The, Zombie U, that yeah. that demo looked good, and it took yeah. it took Ubisoft to make it look good, which was kind of disconcerting that yeah. Nintendo um, doesn't yeah. even have its own products to make it look good. Yes, most of the time Nintendo releases a new shiny toy with a Mario game only, and it has to work its way up from there, as we've seen with most of their handhelds. I personally don't see much sense in them even really releasing this. I, I don't think it's going to make the Wii. the we probably would have sold better if they would have done this hd thing uh you know considerably sooner than what they did instead of waiting to release um a uh another component of their unit that's going to be uh probably four times as much as the normal remote so you know are people going to question nintendo yeah i know i'm questioning them i mean you know are you guys like stupid I mean, you know, put some thought behind, put some thought behind the process before you know you roll out something that that is more than likely going to be very unsuccessful. Now, some of the games do look good, like for instance, Pikmin Three. That that looked like a great game. But then you have you know the uh, 
another iteration of Super Mario Brothers, a uh, Super Mario, and you know, it really looks like just you know, a little bit more colorful version of of what we see in the past. Uh, I mean. I don't know. It just it just seems to me that that they're trying to do the same old thing um, with a lot of the titles that they have, and they and it's, they're really leaving up to third party developers to really try to save the day for them, which is kind of strange since they really abandoned them outside of Ubisoft uh, on the Wii. You guys are looking at this concept through the eyes of gamers. The Wii built its success on family console and family time this this system will sell based on the Wii's uh, popularity among families you show them the shiny new Wiimote toy and compare it to an iPad and people will buy it you, you guys are looking at this way too much into it into the game's portion instead of just the peripheral portions of the cons- of the console that's what's going to help it sell well is is they're going to market it towards families just like they did with the Wii, which will sell well. And it does it they did make the right step in having a second additional controller that you can buy separately. Except that won't work at launch. <laughs> and 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 it will reduce the frame rate by um in as much as half, I believe it's correct, when they, you add a second uh second tablet, but I think Bryce is exactly correct. They don't we know with the Wii and now the Wii U, they're not catering to the hardcores. They're catering to the general public at large, and that's why they were such a big seller for what three, almost four years. Um, it, it's just, um, I'm, I, can they translate that previous success with Wii um, onto this new console? Um, will people still enjoy using the Wii modes? Um, you know, when you, when you have three or four people over, over like they did with Wii, uh, Wii Party and Wii Sports back in the day with Nintendo, um, it remains to be seen. I mean, like you said, Bryce, they're not going to cater to us, hardcores. They're actually catering to the general public at large. And, and if it's marketed properly with those fancy slick commercials like they had with, in 2006, they can get the job done. Well, on that note... Um, I think we are going to go to our final break of the evening. And uh, when we come back, we will uh, sum up with uh, Bryce's gaming memory of the week and uh, some new announcements uh, straight from yourgamesource.com. All right, folks, back with the final segment of uh, tonight. Um, Bryce, we will start out with a gaming memory. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't have time to prepare for one, but the one that comes off the top of my head is, let's see, it's been about 12 years. Uh, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, so when you're young, there is nothing to do in the town. When your parents take you to casinos, we have arcades, and that's about all the fun you get to have while they're off gambling and doing whatnot. Uh, one time... Circus. Circus Circus? <laughs> circus, well, circus Circus, indeed. Uh, Adventure Dome. Circus Soleil. Well, no, because they have that, that huge arcade going yeah. up on the yeah on the top floor of, of the mm-hmm. casino, which is still, you know, it's probably the most... Still there and still the, probably the best one that's still, at, you know, in the city of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, since GameWorks got shut down, then yeah. 
Um, but anyway, uh, one day I, I was going through the arcades with only a dollar to play rather expensive machines. Uh, I noticed that there was Time Crisis too, which is one of my favorite arcade games to play. I also noticed that someone had left $25 in the machine <laughs> just for anyone to play. So I took great advantage of that, and I ended up making some new friends by letting them play with me because both sides of the machine were filled. And um, we ended up beating the game that day and at the cost of nothing to me. It, it was a very good day for me. Very, very kind man or woman broke the machine for me and allowed me to play for hours. Thank you, whoever that was. Yeah. I'd say and that's my game. Memory. I think it was Nick. Yeah, it was me. It was Nick, yeah. Well, then you're not so angry, Nick. <laughs> that's why he's angry. He's like, man, I lost 25 bucks. Where'd I leave it? Is that where you go to blow off steam is Time Crisis. <laughs> 50 bucks and just enjoy the pistol clacking. <laughs> Gives you real power. It's soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, uh, on that note, thank you, Bryce. Um, uh, we wanted to make a couple announcements. I guess uh, one of the most exciting things, a uh, couple of most exciting things we want to announce. But first off, uh, GameSource now it has uh, GameSource Mobile, which is a new mobile application that uh, you are able to uh, Download. We want to explain a little bit how, how the download works as we are still uh, in the process of uh, migrating the, the app to the uh, iOS, which is the Apple market, uh, Android market, and uh, eventually down the road, uh, Samsung and Windows as well. However, our main focus is going to be uh, primarily on the iOS and the Android uh, platform. So as of right now, uh, you can check out uh, Gerald. I believe made a posting uh, earlier this afternoon with for an available link um, for you to download to your mobile device. And all you got to do is you click on the link and add it to your home screen. And it is the uh, mobile application. Uh, we'll we'll put the app on your uh, on your desktop on your phone. So we're gonna we're gonna keep it up on our Facebook page uh, for a couple of days, and then we're we're gonna also have it up um, by the weekend uh, listing on the front page of our. Um, our site www.yourgamesource.com you know i haven't shilled that all podcasts shame on me i uh, know man i'm the super shill <laughs> er. um, I, er i guess i mean you guys can throw some other announcements out there i know the other thing we had on the item for tonight was a, a new podcast jamie is that you I believe so. I ho- is it me? I know there's so many things going on right now. I know there's Jamie's, and then uh, I know uh, since Chris and Corey are, are absent from the, uh, from tonight's show, I think Gerald will probably likely get into a little bit of that, right? Well, we're going to be creating two new channels in the near future. Uh, one, obviously, for Chris and Corey's um, um, explicit podcast uh, for listeners eighteen age years eighteen ages uh, older. So, Nick, you can't do it. Uh, I can't listen to it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, posting uh, more of their podcasts and creating their own channel. But you can also still get it at yourgamesource.com at any time um, for the second channel for iTunes. And a third channel on iTunes is going to be for Jamie and his uh, gaming memory podcasts. Uh, 
as far as he's going to have on different people, different guests, and talk about their gaming memories. And, and, you know, also maybe if he can, from time to time, I'm sure he's going to tie it into current games of today. Like when Halo 4 comes out, you're going to look back at the Halo series and, and things like that. So um, a lot of good things coming down in the future. Um, obviously, we still got a ton of E3 footage, which I have to go through. I'm trying to go through our second and third days. Uh, by the time you hear this, I've gone through it. But that second uh, day podcast, I've had to re-edit four seconds at a time, and that took well, it's it's going to take about it. It took about a week to to edit it. So I apologize for that not being in a sooner fashion. But uh, I know you you appreciate it when you when you listen to it. It was a great podcast, and then uh, like I said, I've got more video. Uh, on the way to of our for our YouTube channel at yourgamesource.com, the entire word, and uh, I just you know a lot of good stuff coming down the corner, uh, right around the corner, isn't that right, Nick? Uh, yeah, we have a, we have a lot of great updates that we uh, that we have coming up, and uh, again, we really want to drive the the mobile app. Um, we want to make it as convenient as we can for uh, for you guys out there to. Uh, get the latest and greatest in news. Uh, we also want to make sure that you guys uh, are aware that um, we, uh, as part of the mobile application, we created an RSS news feed, which uh, we will eventually be integrating on our website as well. Uh, however, we don't want to oversaturate you with news content. Um, keep in mind the news feed uh, can be posted um, on your website as well, and we, we'd be more than happy to provide you the uh, RSS feed link for that as well. And um, but most importantly, uh, our blogs are going to be uh, um, on the go. So uh, we have a lot of great things in store um, down the road. I just want to make mention we do at some point uh, plan on implementing a uh, instant messaging system uh, through our mobile application, so you're able to kind of communicate with us on the go. And then also for our website, we're also going to be uh, implementing a message board that has to be a must. Uh, we've heard a That's lot of feedback from uh, you know some of our uh, listeners and our viewers and. Uh, uh, that people that cover the site that that we're going to have to implement to the site. That's just got to be something we got to take care of. Yeah. So, uh, gentlemen, I think that about sum us up for tonight. As you would say, sum up. <laughs> um, everyone, make sure, please, uh, like Gerald said earlier, check us out at www.yourgamesource.com and on YouTube, yourgamesource.dot.com. C-O-M. And, uh, oh, I also uh, did want to mention that I did speak to Scott the other day as well, and he's got a lot of great ideas coming to the pike. And just I wanted to give him a shout out and say, Scott, I appreciate uh, all the uh, yeah, as far as the, what you want as far as the site is concerned. Um, we've got a great promotion that we can't really talk about yet uh, that he came up with that that I'm going to let him uh, get the cat out of the bag. But uh, he's got a couple great things that he's going to announce uh, next time he comes on the podcast. So. Great things to look forward to, but I did want to give him a shout out. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, as always, for uh, for listening in, listening in, for tuning in. Um, and uh, Bryce, Jamie, Gerald, uh, have a good night. Uh, to all you listeners out there, have a wonderful evening. Good night, everybody. Have a good night. Buenas noches. 